You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Oh, Giddy up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get on board, guys. Get on board. Saddle up. Saddle up for the UFC Vegas 35 uh, Barbosa versus Chikadze post-fight show. Uh, thank you guys for who are tuning in right after the uh, the car just finished. This is uh, the voice of Alexander Kaylee. We'll be handling hosting duties first. Nice little, little quickie, guys. We're not going to, you know, it was kind of a, a light card, so we're not going to dwell too much on it. Uh, joining me now is, of course, Jose Youngs, the spectacular Jose Youngs. What to do? And uh, the equally spectacular, <laughs> the equally spectacular E. Casey Lydon in in the that truck, was pretty good. in the wow. truck, which is uh, was, currently which is, uh, parked in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to wrap the show up, man. We got we got that. Sound yeah, right. I'm. Not, I don't think I'm going to be on the show anymore because, like, that was my playout music right there. <laughs> yeah. that's great. That's great. Uh, uh, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in right now. Uh, I, I assume everyone tuning in just saw an incredible performance by one Giga Chikadze putting away mm. veteran, longtime lightweight contender and recent kind of featherweight contender uh, Edson Barbosa via strikes in the third round after a pretty competitive, pretty competitive first two rounds. But uh, first of all, I was right. Uh, I picked Giga to win this fight. Let's let's uh, make sure we uh, we emphasize that. I believe both of you picked Barbosa. Yep, I did. And and I would and that's fine. And I wish Jed was here because he said Barbosa was going to destroy Giga Chikadze, which I thought well, was a little unreasonable. I, I thought Barbosa would mix the martial arts, and he just didn't. He um, he he fought he he fought a glory fight with small gloves, and that's what happens. <laughs> And Giga is, by the way, it's not a bad grappler. I, I, I know uh, we've seen, a, you know, we know Barbosa is probably a little more well-rounded. We've probably just seen more of him. But, I mean, as far as I know, going to this fight, I know Giga is not a bad grappler at all. He got to use a little bit in this fight, of course, after hurting uh, hurting Barbosa on the feet. So it's not like he, like, straight out grappled him. But he showed, he looked pretty comfortable down there uh, going for a choke uh, and then and then finishing, of course, with uh, with strikes as Barbosa tried to stand. So uh, again, really, uh, Jose, what did you think of the fight uh, in, in its entirety? Not just the result, uh, about uh, we saw about two and a half rounds of action. Uh, I thought Edson Barbosa had an absolutely atrocious game plan. Uh, he mm-hmm. kept throwing these punches to the body for whatever reason. Uh, he was finding some success with the leg kicks. I think the calf kicks 
I think it was late in the second, early in the third round, and Giga just adjusted, and Edson Barbosa didn't. Because like even the, the 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 broadcast, I don't normally watch the fights with the broadcast on, but uh, if if uh, if one of the fighters that is calling the fight has fought one of the fighters involved in the fight i do like to have it on just because they will have some sort of insight into the actual fight and even paul felder and michael bisbee made a, made a points to say this as soon as edson started to find success with those calf kicks giga just switched stances and adjusted and edson barbosa just didn't and he was trying to throw these hooks to the body and giga chikadze was just kind of circling away and just kind of slapping that kick in and kind of pushing him away like violently so it was just a weird 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 game plan for from Edson Barbosa where it seems like Giga came with the perfect one and even when Edson was finding success Giga was the one who fought like a veteran that adjusted on the fly and Edson just didn't whether he just didn't have time or not is another thing or maybe he just got hurt early uh, and just never recovered but uh, and the fact that Giga almost finished him with that choke and what in this in, I can't remember which round I was like man if Giga Chikazi submits Edson Barbosa my head is going to explode uh, but <laughs> Awesome performance from Giga. I really want to see him fight Max Holloway or Yair Rodriguez right now because dude looked like a world beater. Don't know if he beats either of those two individuals because especially Max, he puts together game plans like no one else. It can adjust on the fly like no one else. But I, I just really want to see Giga Chikazi fight someone that uh, can just bring every aspect of MMA out in that fight. Yes. After the fight, he called for, well, he said, I'd like to be a reserve for the upcoming uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, Brian Ortega, featherweight title fight, and then said, uh, in a pretty long-winded way, he wants to fight Max Holloway. By the way, fighters, do not volunteer to be the reserve for a title fight. Please do not. Do, and let, unless you're getting guaranteed show and win money to be a reserve, then by all means do it. If you're not getting that kind of guarantee, don't, it's, it's cool to be a company guy or, or a company gal. Do not volunteer to be a reserve. <laughs> you you will get nothing out of it. I'm sorry. It's I know I know that's kind of a, a cynical thing to say. Is, uh, is, is it like, cool being company guy? It's cool. That's a cool thing to do now. I mean, if you're Sam Alvey, I mean, it's lasted you a long time. Though we'll talk about him in a little bit, I guess. Uh, and by the way, I apologize for calling this the UFC Vegas 35 show. I'm sorry. This is the Ultimate Fighter 29 finale, uh, not UFC Vegas 35. I apologize. This, let's call it by what this card really is. Uh, that was headlined by a great featherweight fight. Uh, Casey, do you kind of agree with um, Jose that that maybe, maybe uh, Barbosa wasn't his best strategy tonight against Giga Chikadze? Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything Jose said. Uh, yeah, uh, I still I still think Giga is the better mixed martial artist, but uh, oh sorry, Edson was a better mixed martial artist, but he, uh, but he made this a kickboxing match with small gloves and. Uh, yeah, and that's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm not saying uh, Edson will lose every time if they were in a straight kickboxing match, but he'll lose more than he will win, and that's just a dumb... I don't want to call Edson dumb. You know, he's really good, but I think I really think Giga got into his head and got into his ego when you know, we heard those comments earlier about Giga saying, you know, what, what has Edson ever done, blah, 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 mm -hmm. this, you know, and I... Mm -hmm. You know, Edson's a, Edson's a fighter. He takes that personally. You know, you know. And then um, he fought. He didn't fight the right fight, and um, that's what happens. And uh, we got, yeah. we got, we got bonuses. Ooh. Oh, let's play the game first, Casey. I know you like to guess. I saw them as well, Casey. Go ahead. Uh, let's let's have your guess. Okay. Uh, is there wait? Is there a fight of the night? Yeah, there's five no. bonuses total. 
Oh, uh, sort of. Well, I guess undi- undis- undisclosed fight of the night. It's not an official one, but they're going to give him some extra money. Oh. Okay. Um, actually, Go ahead. I, 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 I'm really bad. I'm really bad at this because I only watch the main card. All right. So uh, I, well, I, some I, obvious ones. I'm, 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 I'm a bow out of this there. one, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, well, Jose, watch, you've I seen watch them. the main card. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, all right, Jose, so do you want to read them out there? It is Al Hassan, Mirshar, Gijikazi, yep. and Sabatini. Uh, yep. All one bonuses. I thought I think Mirshar and Al Hassan were the, the the no-brainers. And then it was just a matter of whether like Giga it wasn't the most flashy a stoppage. It was a TKO, but it was against Edson in the main event. So as you always say, especially Casey, like the higher up you are on the card, uh, probably the higher chance you are at getting a bonus, which is just is kind of surprising that Sabatini was the second fight on the entire night and he got a bonus with a heel hook uh and yes the heel hook is sh- deserving but like we've seen fighters like terrence mckinney broke the ufc lightweight record for fastest knockout and he didn't get a bonus because of placement on the card and sabatini gets a heel hook and then he gets a bonus on a ufc as ak said tough finale so uh i wouldn't have picked sabatini i will i would have if i was dana white i would have given him money but just based on track record i didn't expect sabatini to get the the bonus why why not just i'm sorry did you mention the undisclosed bonus as well uh jose oh it was uh was was it heistein and how do you say his last name and tercio uh, tercio Heiston maybe it's because, yeah. maybe it's because technically they're not under you are they ufc fighters yet I'm the, certain it was it was a tough finale like the tough finale like to the finals I mean, of tough once, fights ever get them I mean they count as UFC fights I think once you're on a tough That's card true. you are a tough fighter right why not just say I'm giving four performance bonuses and Tercios and Houston are the fight I, I just don't understand why why they play around with this terminology well don't your you first young- <laughs> well the, your first mistake is you're trying to make sense of dana white's uh-huh. reason so uh-huh. hey uh-huh. what do we always hey, casey what, are, what have we been saying for the last 18 months uh if so, which part <laughs> if mma is a, mma is a silly sport and stop trying to make sense of it oh yeah and I would say stop calling it a sport. Would be, would be my other, my other part. There you go. It's a business. It's a business. It's a, and, it's a, and it's, I'd say, one of the most entertaining businesses in the world. I'll tell you that for, for darn sure. But uh, there's certainly aspects of it that could be more sporting. Uh, but that's a whole other discussion. But, yes, congrats to Alassane, Gerald Mirashar, Giga Chikadze, and Pat Sabatini, and also Tercios and Houston, who hopefully, I assume, by undisclosed bonus, they mean an extra 50 Gs for each guy, and it's not just – whatever happens to fit into the uh the operational budget for this uh for this particular car uh, real quick before we continue um in the comments i saw some complaints or compliments oh. that my volume was low oh. um so uh if everything sounds yeah. you know good now is it sounding okay to you guys but i'm really feeling the Crystal. bass now I'm, I'm really hearing the bass in your voice now when i talk like this you like when i oh. talk like this okay oh take it easy take it hey. easy. it's after it's after dark <laughs> Who's Who's the sing? Who's the who's the singer for a typo negative? You sound like him. Oh yes. <laughs> this is this is late night East Coast uh, Casey yeah. Lydon. You guys are getting brother. Oh, you don't normally yeah. get East Coast Casey. No, 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 uh, no. This is, this is not good. I don't like Casey. This. A little, little bit of a struggle with uh, with this. Uh, oh thing. God, it's dude. East East Coast. It's for awful. Fight, for fight night cards. <laughs> for for tough finale fight night cards. Oh my goodness. Okay. A little confession during some of the tough finales because I knew I didn't know I didn't know who these guys were. So what do I do? I get my phone and I start watching sure. street beefs. Sure. 
I was, listen, I, I, listen, really, I, I, was watching, never, I was watching street beefs between O and O guys named uh, Panda Rager versus um, I, Ice Nick. I will never forget when when I was with you guys. I was with you and <laughs> Esther and and Ariel, and we were really excited about. I think maybe this this maybe a two event week or something, and we were really excited about uh, the Ultimate Fight finale where Roxanne Modafferi was fighting uh, Nico Montano. Oh, yeah. She might win uh, the UFC that title. Was- and, that was and, the, that was the the week the day or two after was UFC two eighteen Aldo Holloway. Listen, this is in, in Detroit. Detroit. This is in Detroit. Oh, yeah. Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, and and you guys knew who those fighters were, and you were excited. And even that card, I remember you guys were gassed like before having to wait for that fight to come on. Like that's how it, tough it is sometimes in the East Coast. Like even though you you were, I remember you guys were super excited for Roxanne. Yeah, I was like, I was like, like oh. but it was, just, it was just dragging. And so we were just like, oh my gosh, how long till this fight happens? And then she lost. And it just kind of ruined the whole evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, any other thoughts on the main event, gentlemen? Uh, any other pressing thoughts, Jose? I, I think uh, Giga Chikadze, I had been asking for this fight for a very long time, ever since Giga uh, won on Jacksonville and he called out Edson Barbosa. I didn't think he – I thought he was clearly a very high-level striker. I just thought Edson Barbosa was was just better, and I can't believe how – I don't think he broke a sweat. Like, that was such an impressive performance for me, and I know we talked a lot about Edson Barbosa having a terrible game plan and not making adjustments. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at how easy that looks for Giga Jakadze, and I just really want to see him fight Max Holloway now. Uh, Casey, any other thoughts about the main event? Um, I was like, I was, um, I was not shocked, but I was like, I was impressed with, uh, Giga's hand speed. His hand speed was yes. very impressive. And, amazing. uh, amazing. yeah. And uh, it looked like it gave, um, it was giving, um, some issues and, um, it, it was eventually, it was Giga's hand speed that won in the fight. So, uh, yeah, very, uh, very impressive performance from Giga. Um, I'm not really, um, yeah, I don't really feel any different for Giga than I came into going to this, um, mm-hmm. just because of Edson's game plan. But all credit to Giga, he what he did, he he beat the pre-fight talk, the way the way he was fighting made Edson fight the way he did, and um, yeah, and um, congratulations, sir, you are now an elite featherweight. Definitely, I, I'm definitely a little more bullish on Chikadze's, uh prospects. I think. He could be a UFC champion someday, uh, and I would be. Now I'm at the point where I'm surprised. I would be surprised if he does not someday at least challenge for a title. But uh, Giga Chadze, please do not force yourself or or put yourself in a position to have to be a reserve. You deserve. You deserve a unblemished, unobstructed title shot. Not having to see if someone falls out on a on a pay per view. So hopefully uh, that happens. Yeah, let him uh, do what he wants. Well, I'm doing, I mean, hey, it's his world. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not winning seven straight fights in the uh, UFC featherweight division and winning the uh, illustrious Ultimate Fighter 29. No. Fight. Now we'll talk more. No, listen. We'll talk more about Touch 29 in a second. But let's be honest. The other more high-profile oh, yeah. fights in this card were really uh, Kevin Lee moving up to 170 to fight Dan Rodriguez and uh, Gerald Mearshart's upset of Murdov. Let's talk about Kevin Lee for a second here, uh, Jose. I think this went as some. Uh, who was your pick? I can't remember who settled up before. I believe I picked Kevin Lee, but I don't remember. Okay. But I'm not so I'm not going to no. try to pretend. I thought Kevin Lee was going to win. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty But con- did this kind of play out uh, and like like for either of you guys did this kind of play out as as you thought it could have if, if Kevin Lee were to lose this fight, this is pretty much I think the way you would expect to go, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, either guy jump in. 
Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, yeah, um, this is how I kind of thought it would go. Uh, I thought Kevin Lee is one of the best 160-pound fighters in the UFC. <laughs> Unfortunately, there isn't, there isn't that weight class. Yeah, he's just he's just slightly too big to fight at the highest level at 155, and he is just playing too small to fight at the highest level yeah, at Walter clearly. Wade. Walter. Clearly. And um, I, I I did kind of wonder, ooh, if this was Sean Brady, it would be it would be it would been such a different fight if it was Sean Brady, but uh, but that's no there's no real point talking about that. He lost to Daniel Rodriguez tonight. Uh, very good striker, very underrated welterweight um, with, mm-hmm. with the with the fan base. Um, I th- I feel like. Um, we were um, we we, did, we didn't underestimate Daniel Rodriguez, and um, Daniel Rodriguez showed up tonight. He looked great, a super super competitive fight, and um, unfortunately for Kevin Lee, um, he just he's not he's just not an elite welterweight. I don't think he ever will be, and um, yeah, it's uh, and Daniel and Daniel Rodriguez is very good. I don't know where Daniel Rodriguez is. I don't know if he's a top ten welterweight. You know, but um, I would definitely have him that kind of borderline top 15 in the UFC. I, I, I would put him in the top. Uh, well, sorry, not the top 10 yet. It is a very deep division. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, but I think he definitely has the potential to be. He's just such a well-rounded, tough guy. He's going to be one of the toughest guys at 170 for the next mm-hmm. whatever couple of years, as long as he's with the UFC. Just one of those guys I don't think anybody wants to sign up to fight. So well-rounded, so tough, great mm-hmm. cardio, uh, good size, uh, love, uh, six and one now. And we're not just talking about a guy who's, who's scrappy here. He is six yeah. and one in the, in the welterweight division. We'll and, 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 like, and like he keeps saying, yeah. arguably he thinks he's seven to zero, and I I could totally see that too. Right. So uh, yeah, uh, Jose, what what uh, what do we do? What does Kevin Lee do? You know, I know we kind of said he's kind of stuck in between now, one fifty five, one seventy. It just doesn't look like there's an answer as far as that goes. But what what's the uh, what happens next? Comes next for in Kevin Lee's career. Fights Mike Perry. He's been calling him out a bunch on Instagram. He's been calling him out a bunch mm-hmm. on social media. There's one seventy fighter that Kevin Lee could beat. I bet it's Mike Perry. Mike Perry, especially now, like even Mike Perry himself has said, "I used to be really good, and I don't know what happened." I think though, I'm pretty sure those are exactly how Mike Perry said it. So, uh, give him that fight. Both of them were coming off pretty bad losses. So. Why not? I, I mean, I don't think Kevin Lee physically wants to go back to 155. Like, I'm sure you guys all watched his interview with Aaron on the MMA Hour. Kevin Lee said he was close to death when he fought Tony yeah. Ferguson, cutting to 155. So if that's the case, never go back to lightweight. Just be a smaller welterweight or take time off and just get bigger. And then you can fight these guys. But don't. I want him out of the top 30 at 170 pounds. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think I, I, MMA, put on, I put that on on Twitter too. It was like I think Kevin Lee will do fine at welterweight eventually, but mm-hmm. it's gonna. He, is he even thirty? He's twenty nine, right? Kevin Lee. No, I don't even think he's twenty nine. Oh, okay. He's not even, okay. He's not even thirty. It's just got. Yeah. He's. Yeah. I think he's twenty eight actually. Um, yeah. Um, yes, unfortunately, he he needs. He, he turns. He, he, he turns. Tw- he turns twenty nine next next month. Uh, like next, next week. week. Next yeah. week. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think he needs a big layoff or anything. I just need, I just think he needs to fight guys outside of the top twenty-five, maybe two fights, just and and that, that's gonna hurt his ego. I mean, like and that, and that, and that Kevin Lee's brand is kind of, you know, at least you know, in the pre-fight buildup, you know, and this is kind of why he kind of irks a lot of fans. You know, he talks kind of. He says ridiculous things, you know, like who's good at 170? Yeah, Kamaru's was a good champ. Like he says just ridiculous stuff. And so kind of fans just kind of really just kind of bombard him with I feel like negative criticism. 
based on his interviews, not really his fights themselves. But um, he needs to kind of his coaches need to get in his ear and go, hey, you're you're you got to build yourself back up to there or like whatever you whatever you think you are in your head. That's not that's not what's showing up in the cage. So he needs to uh, just take a step back and um, fight Mike Perry's and guys who are exciting, maybe a little name value, but clearly are not, you know, elite, you know, a level welterweights Um, and. I'm not. I'm not even confident that Daniel Rodriguez is an A-level welterweight. You know, like that kind of you know Leon Edwards, Colby Covington type of welterweight. Um, so, and it was a competitive fight. Kevin Lee like, didn't get his butt kicked. He just lost. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I think that's important to know too. He didn't get demolished, you know, or anything. So, uh, yeah, just uh, fight guys. Yeah, swallow your pride and fight no namers. You know. Sorry, yeah, I see a lot of I see a lot of people in the comments kind of comparing him to Calvin Gastelum, saying again he's clearly com- clearly yeah, competitive yeah, at, a, that, yeah. at a higher weight class. He's really not going to get blown out by any probably anyone outside of the out of the you know top five, top ten, and at one seventy, he'll be competitive. But we know he can be competitive. He has the skill set for it. Uh, but can he can- win fights? Can he be a uh, you know world the world champion that he wants to be? We just don't know. I, I think MMA needs more weight classes. I know people balk at that a lot because like oh title make too many titles and it's like titles are meaningless. I'm like. The UFC does a good job of making yeah, it. They, they, they do that already. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> that more, <job's> taken. <laughs> more weight classes just makes things easier for the fighters and makes so many more matchups possible. People should be advocates for more weight classes. Again, it's a, it's a bigger discussion. But uh, but uh, definitely a very telling fight in the uh, story of Kevin Lee. And uh, a lot of eyes will be on what he does next and or what the UFC decides what to do with him next. So, um, guys, we got to talk about the Olympic Fighter Finals a little bit. I know I'm the only one. I'm one of 12, maybe 20 people who watched this season, which was, if we're just talking about the fights themselves, very entertaining, really good fights. The format of the show, whatever, stale as stale as old bread, but uh, but otherwise entertaining if you're just watching for the fights. So uh, so we had. I'll just ask you guys. Uh, Casey, I'll ask you first. Of the four finalists, well, I'll just say I guess of the two winners, unless unless some of the losers impressed you more. Brian Battle. Ricky Tercios, did you see anything in these two guys, uh, the middleweight winner and the bantamweight winner, that uh, has you kind of excited to see more in the future? Uh, the the 35er, pretty, what's his Ter- name? Tercios, Tercio. pretty Ricky, Hadouken. Pretty Ricky. Yeah. yeah, pretty pretty Ricky, and obviously <laughs> when we when he got the mic, has he always been that kind of big personality? Yes, was he? Okay. he is, I, I keep talking about he was like, he, yeah. like a, he is a 135 Diego Sanchez, oh, he is a, uh, that's he will be a, about. I get yeah, it. Yes, he'll no. be a big, big fan favorite. I think. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I see him as far as like the fa- being a, the fans liking him, the UFC liking him, and uh, I, I, I see him being uh, around for uh, around for a good while. Um, yeah. I don't know how good he is. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't expect him to be a top ten bantamweight. Uh, that means the, the best division in MMA. But uh, he, he looked good. He looked a good personality. Someone's fun to watch. Um, the guy, the guy who won the middleweight uh, belt uh, trophy last thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He, he he looks like a nice guy. That's all I really got. He 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 is a nice guy. Uh, yeah. From, from my from my uh, my chat with him, he is a nice guy. Yeah. Jose, uh, did either of the uh, tough finale fights do anything for you? Yeah, you know my answer. Hmm. Ricky Tertios is the biggest anime yes. fan not named Jose oh. Young in the world of mixed martial arts. So, yeah, I well, am about – Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like, I, Israel Adesanya is, is – He's big. He likes – he's big. <laughs> he's 
likes really popular anime, if that makes sense. Ricky Churchill, you can do, get some like deep dives, like those deep cuts and uh, have some real fun conversations with him. So, yeah, Ricky Tertios is, is a legit weeb, and I'm pretty sure at his, like, pre-fight... You remember when they brought all the cast members out and to do that media day before the first fights? All His whole press conference is literally only about anime. So, yeah. look, about, he, he, like, Brian Battle had a much more impressive win in terms of a finish, but Tertios sure. was an awesome fight. He's yep. an awesome character, and I need to interview him ASAP. Uh, let's see. Let's yeah. He shot. He shoots fireballs to celebrate this fight. No. He's definitely a weeb. I believe he's a Hadouken. Uh, I believe he's specifically a Hadouken. That is his Twitter handle. But uh, I don't know if you think it's more of a Dragon Ball Kamehameha. Well, Hadouken, oh, Hadouken is a video game Street Fighter thing. So I, is is video games not a weeb? You can't be a weeb if you're a video game. No, well, I'm, we're talking about specifically anime. Well, we don't need to get anime. We're, we're losing okay, followers, okay. right? We're losing. Right, we are losing viewers. <laughs> uh, well, let's. Run, no, I'm okay, just, let's, I'm just like. Uh. Let's run down. Okay, let's run oh, down. What else? Okay, the whole tough thing. I was uh -huh. totally expecting because I haven't seen a tough finale in a while. I was really bummed out that that Dana didn't give him keys to a Harley. They don't do that anymore. I don't think they have the Harley sponsorship anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I was still waiting for the Harley thing. You just got like an employee of the month plaque. That's it. I was like, all right, maybe, cool. Maybe they'll send, give him some crypto. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so also on the main card, uh, Andre Petrosky, also from the uh, Ultimate Fighter 29, him and Michael Gilmore, uh, cast members on there. Uh, Petrosky won third round TKO. Petrosky, one of the most hyped up names going to he's in. Um, but I, Gilmore, actually, I was impressed of him more than the guy that won the, the actual... Uh, really? Title. I like. I liked him a lot. I like that fight. Um, oh, maybe, but I, didn't, I don't know very much about the opponent, to be honest. But the fight yeah. itself, I thought. I thought he, he. I don't know. Even though he had a tougher route to victory, um, <laughs> I, 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 I. He looked. He looked like a quality middleweight. That's all. Uh, did you enjoy his post-fight celebration? Where I think he did like a little Hannah guy butt wiggle, and then said, <laughs> yeah. and "I quote, and I quote, oh, somebody yeah. called Jeff Bezos." Because the next guy okay, who steps into the octagon so with me, I'm sending them into orbit. Let's go. Is this the guy with the Soviet Union tattoo on his chest? Yes, I believe he's. Yeah, you know, that is uh, that. That was alarming, but all power to you. There's a lot. There was a lot alarming over that post fight. <laughs> Everything we learned over Trotsky post fight. But good for him. He's officially a UFC winner. Like I said, I think he was expected to win the show, so they wanted to get him on the card. Uh, Michael Gilmore. I don't know if he gets another chance, but uh, good for him for, for jumping in here and the, getting his. The, the guy that won. What's the, what's the gentleman's name that won the whole the whole thing for the 85? The middle. Uh, Brian Battle. Was he really the last pick? He was the last pick of Volkanovski's team. He wasn't the last pick overall. So he was technically yeah. the second last well, middleweight second, pick, yeah, but, but he was the last middleweight of Team Volkanovski. I don't know. I think that's a cool story. I'm, all, I'm, that's yeah. always, I'm always impressed by the, when that the one. last guy uh, or you sure. know, wins the fight. Yeah, that's just that's he, neat, that's he a told, neat story. He told me that the, the workouts were kind of short. He said he didn't feel like he got to uh, show everything he could, and he said he's never been picked less than anything, so he well, got motivation for it yeah. and showed up today. Like who, who was it on the broadcast that was saying in the Ultimate Fighter – uh a lot of fighters can look really raw like when they, like they they don't when they yeah. when they have to like oh, when yeah. they have to do like the tryouts like they're they're so young in the game that they just kind of look they just kind of do all this ridiculous stuff and they look raw but then when they actually fight they can put it to like brandon moreno was the last pick so mm -hmm. and uh, nico montano was the last pick so mm -hmm. it worked yeah. out for them yep it's and look i guarantee you there's actually a lot of great fighters who probably in workouts just can't turn it on but you put them in the actual cage or you put them in an actual spar mm -hmm. 
and then they're just a, they're the, they're world champions, right? So yeah, wor workouts and tryouts are not for everybody, especially like an MMA. Like I don't know how much you can necessarily gauge, but anyway, in this case, Brian Battle uh, surpassed expectations. So uh, Gerald Mearshart opened opened with a uh, upset win over Mahmoud Moradov, oh. a come from behind victory, uh, uh, ending a 14 fight win streak for Mahmoud Moradov. So uh, good for him. We had Abdul Razak Al Hassan, one of the best KOs of the year, probably the uh, the apparently the fastest knockout, uh, head kick knockout in UFC history. Uh, Seventeen seconds against Alessio Di uh, no, no, Takira. The the, the 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 big the big head kick knockout was last night, but that was a good head kick knockout. Uh, this is true. Uh, yeah. Emily Dakota, Emily Dakota, incredible, incredible knockout at yeah. Invicta Forty Four. Uh, Wellington Terman winning a just grotesque split decision over Sam. <laughs> not, the, not the call. The fight itself was just this kind of sloppy mess. Uh, culminating in two eye pokes uh, points being taken away from Terman, uh, but he won all three rounds anyway, so he won a split nod uh, on two of the judges' cards. So, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait! I didn't even watch that fight. What happened? He got mm -hmm. he got deducted two points and still won. So there was already a bunch of fouls in the fight, and then by the third round, Chris Tyone had finally seen enough, so he pokes Sam Alvey's eye, takes a point away. Literally seconds later, uh, Terman pokes Alvey's eye again, and then Tyone very quick to say, "All right, another point. <laughs> I'm gonna and take he, another one right now." And he still won. He won 30-27 on two judges' cards. So with the deduction, he got two 28-27s. And then uh, Alvi got the other one, 28-27. So very one of the most, one of the most bizarre cards you will ever see in the UFC. <laughs> and and possibly a fitting send-off to the uh, strange, strange UFC career. No, no, no. Uh, it was now winless. Winless seven straight hits. I think yeah. that's a wrap. Uh uh, Dustin Jacoby uh, showed up with uh, uh, first round TKO of Darren Stewart. JJ Aldrich, sorry, real quick. I saw the Dustin Jacoby. Did he not get a bonus? No, he did not get a bonus. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a highlight reel knockout. It was just okay. really, really strong. That that is the problem with standing TKOs. I know. I always I know. think that it's like when everyone online is like, "Great stoppage, great stoppage." Really, not, you say you you saved his opponent from getting knocked out. No, you just cost. Justin Jacoby, fifty thousand dollars. That's what I see, and that's Listen, why that's, that's why the, that's, and that's why the whole bonus structure sucks. <laughs> I agree. I, this again, this is a whole a much know, broader conversation. Dejan uh, Aldridge taking out uh, late notice replacement Vanessa Demopoulos, who will probably fare better at uh, strawweight, but you, a nice unanimous decision win for Aldridge. She's now one two straight. Pat Sabatini, as we said before, winning a bonus come from behind win over Jamal Emmer's uh, vicious, vicious heel hook. Uh, Jamal Justin Emmer's really is okay, according to his Twitter. Thank, thank goodness, thank goodness. It looked nasty. And uh, we had a wait bout in the car. Amanda Martinez made his debut and won a split decision over veteran uh, Guido Canetti. Could be the last fight for uh, Nin Canetti. Amanda uh, Martinez winning this one for uh, Salsies, his recently deceased coach. So, uh, fortunately, he missed weight, but uh, probably a nice little pick-me-up for him after what's been a trying August. So, there we go, guys. What what an Ultimate Fighter 29 finale. Um, we had, a, what, I thought, a very well-fought main event possibly and a new contender at 145 pounds but uh, otherwise uh, any final thoughts jose mm, gage cods is probably the most talented fighter of the entire weekend and he's gonna have the least amount of eyeballs and, and that's unfortunate casey gerald freaking mearshart getting his butt handed to him Sans beard. Sans beard. Okay, by the way, he's a handsome man. Beard or no beard. Like absolutely. I gotta say absolutely. that first. Like, but <laughs> getting his butt kicked, and I was like, ooh, okay, I can see why you were a plus six hundred or whatever. 
And then mm-hmm. he goes in his back pocket. He goes, I am a veteran. And then you remember the rules. And you remember the rules. Oh, and you remember, he's like, I'm allowed to kick my opponent right <laughs> in the privates. And I can poke him right in the eye. And it's 100% legal. No deduction. No deduction. No point deduction, by the way. And I'm not calling dogs. that cheating at no, all. No. I'm calling that smart no. veteran savvy. And he did it. Okay. And, that, and, and once he kicked him in the groin, that knocked so much that, that gas tank out of his opponent. And then all the momentum was gone. And then second round, Jared Mearshart. Unreal. As great, you, great, great, great job. Said, great job. We, we don't encourage foul play at all. But if that's the difference between you getting knocked out, like a highlight reel, getting highlight reel KO'd or winning by submission and getting that extra win bonus, you got to do what you got to do. Most, you got to do what you got to do. Most submissions in UFC middleweight history. Gerald Mearshart. Seven. Yes, that's right. Considering some of the guys who have fought at that weight class, Jacare, Damian Maya, to have that is it's pretty impressive. And <laughs> it's pretty I, I, impressive. I, I won't be shocked if by the end of the year, betting-wise, that's the biggest for non-short notice fights. Because mm. sometimes like for non-short, for actual, I know I'm, I'm kind of categorizing now, but for an actual full camp fight, I bet he is the big. I bet he's gonna be the biggest underdog underdog winner of the year. It was big. That, it was yeah. he, he bigger than bigger than. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Bigger than uh, um, Fluffy Hernandez tapping Vieta. Oh, he was like crazy. thirty to one. Was that tap? Oh, that was yeah. He win by submission. Yeah, you mean you mean the finish? Like, I'm, just, I'm talking about just the yeah. straight odds of winning the fight. Right, the win by right. submission is different. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but. Because Gerald was about a four to one, five to one underdog. Um, uh, I think Murdoch closed about six to one. Rich. So uh, crazy odds on that. One, but in the first three uh, guys, minutes, it, the odds looked one hundred percent correct. <laughs> right, he was he was killing him. Uh, people want to talk about two sixty eight. I'll just hey guys, uh, stay tuned for programming this week. I'm sure we'll have uh, between yeah. the links. It'll be discussed on there. Uh, any other uh, MMA fighting shows we have now uh, this week, we'll definitely talk about the official uh, two sixty eight announcement, of which course features Usman Covington two. Uh, Zhang, uh, Zhang too, and uh, Keith Gene Chandler, among other other fights. Yes, I know, I know people, but we are out of time for tonight. I want to thank everyone who tuned in. You guys are the best. You guys who watch these uh, crazy ass late night post fight shows are always the best. Uh, and a close second to you guys are, of course, uh, my co host, yeah. Jose Young, and the best producer in the biz, uh, E. Casey Lydon. Who, oh, uh, and, and, also- and you're not. And everyone Casey, in the comment ahead. section, please leave those comments. We love them. Just unfortunately, we're not going to get to them all tonight. But trust me, we have, we, have, we have lots of other fight nights and all the fan Q&As. We'll get to all your questions. So Look, this weekend, I'm, I'm, you're, I'm not you're not even – Casey, they're not even done with you this weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. what shows I'll be on tomorrow. But there will be a definitely a post-fight for uh, – Woodley for Paul Woodley. So this is again this weekend is not over for you fight fans uh, unless you're clearly not interested in that freak show. But uh, that is happening. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We had some traditional MMA action tonight, and uh, glad we got new Ultimate Fighter winners. We got a new contender at featherweight. What an, what an exciting way to end Saturday. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in, and uh, that's it. Let's let's sign out of here, guys. Bye. Go home. Go to sleep. <laughs> Wherever you are, go home and go, go to sleep. Doesn't go even sleep. go. Doesn't even go here. Yeah. <laughs> I like the song. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. 
you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.